Nashville Predators take on the Calgary Flames tonight at Bridgestone Arena. And despite everything we talked about over the past couple of weeks, despite everything we said about losing faith in the Preds, I'm going to tell you why I actually think tonight be a good game for the Nashville Predators. Plus, John Hines' contract is up at the end of the season. There is no chance uh, that he goes anywhere else or he's not brought back. Right? That's a topic of conversation we'll talk about today. Plus, it's Tuesday, but we're going back to Monday. We're doing some plus-minus from the past week of Preds hockey. Coming up today on Locked on Predators. Your Locked on Predators. Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at on the, <coughs> on the <laughs> Do we want to just do that intro over again? I kind of just want to leave it. Okay. And I have a partner in crime. <laughs> you do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at on the Forecheck.com. Yeah. That was thank amazing. You. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> allergy season, people. Allergy yes. season. A great start to the show. <laughs> um, so we put the Predators on blast yesterday. Uh, yeah, we we talked about how they have a uphill climb to the playoffs. They have one of the toughest schedules remaining in the NHL. We talked about how the Stars and Vegas basically had cakewalks um, and that uh, they had much easier roads to get to the finals. We said all that yesterday. And then what happens? Both the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars lose. Two yes, two non-playoff opponents. Golden Knights Love lost this. three two to the New Jersey Devils of all teams, uh, and the Dallas Stars got absolutely slaughtered six uh, two by the Vancouver Canucks. So yeah, not only do the Predators now have control of that first wild card spot again, but they also have gained ground on the Vegas Golden Knights. So. Yeah, I guess we need to rage more. <laughs> like maybe it's us. Yeah, maybe we are. Maybe this is like the universe doing this to spite us. I'm okay with that. If that's what you know, what if that's what it takes, I'm willing to self sacrifice to get this team into the playoffs. I'm willing to do that. Yeah, uh, but it does put a different perspective on tonight's game. Of course, the Predators take mm-hmm. on the Calgary Flames at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, they're going to be playing again one week from today. Also, mm-hmm. so two Tuesday games against the Calgary Flames. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, what are what are your thoughts kind of heading into this one, Anne? I know Sunday was brutal, but I know Ooh. tonight's going to be of equally tough game. Yeah, this Calgary Flames team is absolutely loaded. And that's not a sentence I think most people affiliated with the NHL thought that they would be saying. But this 
team is packed with talent and they went all in at the trade deadline. I mean, they are going for it and they're having a ton of success. They were seven, two and one in their last 10 games. This is a really, really, really good team. Um, they have uh, Matthew Kachuk is, has 98 points on the season. Johnny Goudreau has 170, 107, not 70, 107 points on the season. Say, is he like, Gretzky watch right now? <laughs> no, we don't do the Gretzky watch. We don't watch. We only for, only for Matt records. Yes, there you go. So this Calgary Flames team, goaltending is fantastic. Their offensive production is fantastic. They are just so hot right now. So on paper, this looks like um, a little, feels a little bit like impending potential doom on paper. So, you know, there's definitely some things the Predators are going to have to do very, very well tonight to beat this team. But it can be done. The Predators beat the Flames in overtime when they met up in November uh, and now, UC Soros played out of his mind yeah. in that game. So, you know, that's going to be a key because they had 40 shots on goal. I mean, and they're hot. This is a team who just generates high quality chances. So it's going to, I think this is going to be a, this is going to be, and we've said this over the last couple of games, this is definitely going to be um a statement game i'm not sure though what it's going to say which is what makes me nervous yeah um i remember back that november game that was one of those uh the preds had absolutely zero business winning type of games and oh none yes yes um, no. And that was like the weird, um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much to that game that was just like, huh, okay. Um, and that was okay. like, I remember yeah. that game because that was kind of one of those first instances where I thought this season, like the things are starting to go the Nashville Predators way a little bit. I mean, look, they're getting slaughtered in this game and they're still finding a way to win it. Maybe this team is different yes. this year. Um, and it's kind of been the opposite over the past couple of weeks so wouldn't it be fitting if this was a full circle moment uh where the predators came out and made a statement a positive statement mm -hmm. at the end of this game yeah. um and it, it is possible because the big thing you have to consider and Anna, i kind of want to get your thoughts on this too mm -hmm. how do you bounce back from an eight to three loss is this yes. going to be a case where the Predators really do what they say in, in the postgame? We have a soundbite from Roman Yossi we'll get to in a second. Um, you know, are, are they going to do what they say? Are they really putting this behind them? Are they really going to, you know, they all talked about their positives in that game. Are they really going to build off of that? Are they really going to mm -hmm. learn their lesson? Are they really going to come out mad and try to make a statement in this game? Or are the predators baked? Like, is it, is it, yeah. do you stick a fork in them or are they done? That's going to kind of be the big question for this game is how do you respond to getting embarrassed in front of everybody? I, in some ways, and I hate to say this in some ways, I wonder if 
just such a horrific home loss against the Blues may fuel something in the Predators that a 4-3, to 3-2 loss maybe would not have done for this game. You know that this team wants to get back on the ice right. and wants to compete. And for as embarrassed as they were and as just just demolished as they were on Sunday against the Blues. That really could be fuel. And here's the thing. I think that this is a team that has worked so hard and invested so much in the mental toughness component of the sport of hockey. And I think that is one of the things that has generated a turnaround for not just individual players, but for the team in general. And this is going to be a really great test of walking Walking that out, walking out what they're saying, you know, you don't get too high, don't get too low. Um, after Sunday's game, Nick Cousins, somebody said, how do you move on from a game like this? And Nick Cousins said, you flush it and move on. Yeah. You know, and so let's see tonight how much of Sunday's game can they shake off and how much can they tap into the fuel of that kind of loss and make you know, make Calgary sort of the the recipients of some wrath. Yeah, it, let, there's let, great potential here. Yeah, let, let's hear what Roman Yossi had to say because he had um, a comment kind of like that, um, and I, I wanted to break it down too because there, mm -hmm. there's you could kind of take it in two different ways. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely concerning. I think um, um, we're obviously in the playoff push and. Um, uh, tonight, even tonight, we talked about how, how important this game is, um, how much we're, we're playing for, and um, I think, like I said before, I thought we came out with the with the right attitude, with the right energy. We we played well, had a couple good looks in the first, I think could have scored a couple more, but um, yeah, for some reason, like I said, we, we fell apart, and um, this time of the year, that just that just can't happen. Um, things are gonna happen. There's some things that are out of your control, and um, but it's how we respond, and we definitely didn't respond well tonight. Okay, first off, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, did you notice the uh, the classic picture with uh, young Barry Trotz with hair and a goatee uh, <laughs> in the left corner above Roman Yossi? First off, did you notice that? Yeah, yes. I mean, Barry Trotz with hair. It's, it just draws the eyeball. Yeah, he, he looked solid back then. He looked like he was going <laughs> to murder somebody. Um, yeah. Roman Yossi. So I have different perspectives on this. One is that, you know, I, if you take the words at face value, um, he said all the right things. Correct. The other way to look at it is that it was kind of minimizing the impact of that eight to three loss. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, and we heard this from Nick Cousins too. You know, we started good. We did a lot of things well. We fell mm -hmm. apart in that second period, uh, and then we came out strong. Um, there, there's two ways you could look at it. One is that you know they're saying all the right things. That there's truth to them. They're trying to find positives, and the other is that they're not treating this situation with enough urgency. So, kind of wondering where you fall on that debate, Anne. Mm -hmm. I really, one of the reasons that I think it's important to listen to that clip, and if, again, if you're on YouTube, you will have noticed this, is I've never seen Roman Yossi look as stunned 
as he did in that post-game interview. He looks just almost baffled and stunned. And so this, for as much as, you know, people say, oh, they're not taking it seriously, I really feel like that was a huge shock to them. The second period was just a shock to them and they were deer in the headlights. And I think this is where you are going to be able to see them do this. It Don't get too high, don't get too low. This is a mantra of John Hines. And as they are talking about it and breaking down the game, I think that's the process of don't get too high, don't get too low. Because again, feelings are like farts. You're going to come out of that game and you are going to feel like nothing is good and this team is a disaster and they're not going to make it to the playoffs. And I get why you feel that way, but I think it's good for the players to be able to say, no, no, wait a minute. In the first period, we had a couple of really good looks that didn't go in. And so I don't feel like it's denial. I feel like that's the process that they have trained themselves to do because you are not going to get much of value out of a game like this by just coming out of it and feeling like crap. Like you really do need to do the work of saying, no, wait a minute we did do some things right. And here are the things that worked well in the first. Here are the things we did in the second that were a, a hot mess. You've got to be able to own the hot mess too. But I don't feel like it's denial. I, I feel like this is the process that they have trained themselves to do to keep their mental energy not too high, not too low. So I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I do think that that the loss rocked their world. But I think what they're doing with it is the right thing. I agree with that. I think that's a perfect way to Yay. sum it up. More, more on this in a second, uh, including uh, John Hines' contract situation. A lot of fans have some opinions on this. We'll get into that. First, though, want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. And in a couple of weeks, the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. They got a lot of different props and odds. Uh, so, you know, checking them out tonight before the Preds game. You see, uh, they'll probably have uh, some stuff like who's going to score the first goal, um, you know, over under that stuff. So if you want to make some money, you know, listen to our podcast, then head over to Bet Online. Put your money where the mouth is. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, and are you surprised when you look at the Calgary stats this year um, and you look at where their standings are? Are you surprised that we really haven't heard more about the Flames this year? And to put that in perspective, you know, everybody's talking about the Florida Panthers. Everybody's talking about yes. Colorado. We know how good they are. Um, yes. You know, you even look and, and see like a lot of people giving a team like Minnesota a lot of credit this year. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of teams in the East, but it just seems like it, even as good as they are, it just seems like the Flames are kind of one of those forgotten teams. And I look at them and I see a Stanley Cup contender. A hundred percent agree with you. Our counterpart at Locked On Flames, Jess Belmosto, has said that this is the quietest 
um, hundred point season or almost hundred point season for Matthew Kachuk that yeah. there's been, you know, nobody else would be at 98 points and nobody talking about it except for somebody on the Calgary flames. Yeah. And I think part of it is market. And I think that's something that Nashville Predators fans can, can relate to. I think part of it well, is Roman Yossi right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I think part of it too is just, Full disclosure, you're not used to hearing the team Calgary Flames in a conversation with the term Stanley Cup contender. Like, I, I just think that this has snuck up on the league. This team has snuck up on the league, whether right or wrong. I just don't think people have paid much attention. And I think the Calgary Flames are going to shock the fire out of some people in this postseason. They have the potential. I agree with you. They have the potential to go all the way and win this and people just aren't aren't talking about it and they've got some superstars i mean they've got players having just out of your mind years yeah. and again they're not the players that people across the league are talking about uh johnny gaudreau and matthew chuck are top two in points gaudreau has uh 107 points including uh 69 assists Crazy. nice um matthew chuck mm -hmm. with uh 98 points both of those are a couple of goals away from 40 the interesting thing about those two is on the off season, you know, when everybody always talks about it, that there is a chance that they may lose one or both of those guys. Uh, Kachuk's a restricted free agent, but there's kind of been a lot of chatter about maybe his future. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau is unrestricted. Um, there's a lot of people talking about how he may get, you know, an Artemi Panarin type contract, like 10 million plus mm -hmm. per year. If you're the Calgary Flames, obviously you want both back. But if you had to choose between those two, oh gosh, which one would you go with? Oh my gosh. Um, you want them both back a hundred percent. Um, I see, I hate when you ask me the hard questions. You know, I you would want one on I me the other day. Well, it's my job. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there you go. Um, you know, I would, I don't know. I, I mean, and here's the thing. And, th and because I can't answer this question, that is why I think they're all in yeah. this year. Because this, this may be it. Like, this is their window. Because I think that they're going to potentially lose one of them. And you want them both if you're going to pursue the Stanley Cup. I don't know. I mean, who would you get? Like, who would you keep? Well, I mean, there's there's like the logical thing. Like, Kachuk is younger, so maybe that's who they go with. Um, the thing, like, that's that's another hard question too, because there's such different yeah. type of players. This is like remembering Nashville last year, where they were talking about, oh, if you had to trade either Duchesne or Johansson. Which one would you oh, do? Gosh, yeah. They each bring like such different things to the team. Um, you know, right. Chuck is more of like that kind of like the two way, like the pest, um, you know, the the type of player who will, you know, piss you off. Annoy you. Also, you yes. know, piss you off by scoring <laughs> uh, a slightly taller Brad Marchand. Johnny Gaudreau is just <laughs> like, you know, the pure playmaker, the the guy who, yes. you know, is just so skilled. He can he can kind of just do anything. Um, both young and both in their prime. Um, and let's also not forget Elias Lindholm right behind them. 
with 39 goals, one away from a 40 goal season. So, you know, the, the flames yeah. have depth there. I mean, they, they may wind they up losing one of those two uh, by year's end, but they still have some depth there. Uh, and, you know, we, we've also gone this far and without talking about Jacob Markstrom, uh, who, Oh my God, may, he's just incredible. Who may now be the Vezina favorite. Th- thanks to Igor Shesterkin kind of, you know, petering out a little bit. Jacob Markstrom has nine shutouts this year. And Can a nice I mean, yes. percentage. I mean, these, these are yes. unreal numbers. Um, so he may, you know, he may be your Vezina favorite He may favorite sneak right in now. there. Yeah. Yeah. Now he did play the Flames are coming into Nashville on the second of a back-to-back and Markstrom started last night in Chicago and the Flames won five to two. So suspecting, even though there's, you know, lots of talk about starting goalies and back-to-backs when you're in Nashville, but I suspect we will not see Markstrom tonight. So there is one tiny favor (laughs) maybe in the Predators uh, direction. So, yeah. but Markstrom has been incredible, incredible this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Atlanta gladiators legend, Dan Vladar, uh, will probably get the start. <laughs> we'll be in that. Yeah. We'll be in. And that. he's not done too shabby in his starts either. So it's not, you know, no, he's not just, nothing. just under a nine ten save percentage, which is pretty good yeah. for a backup. Um, you know, we, we yes. talked about this when we were talking about, uh, you know, UC and uh, Riddick, you know, you, you don't need your backup goaltender to be, you know, a lights hall out, of, yeah. a Hall of Fame goaltender. You just need him to go in there and play well enough, you know, to win a 3-2, 4-3 type of game. And that's what Vladar has been able to do this year. Um, so, yeah, right. the players either way are going to have their work cut out for them. Um the, the one thing I will say, you know, about this game tonight, Anne, um, is that historically, and this was even back to a couple of weeks ago, historically, mm-hmm. when the Predators have had a awful, awful performance like they had against St. Louis, they have done relatively well. Like, they have come yes. out with, with more juice. Um, they have come out with, you know, a little bit more intensity, a little bit more vigor. Um, so that's what gives me hope tonight. Now, uh, in, in a case like this, if this was back in January or February, I would say if the Predators came out strong, um, you know, if if this was a game in which they played very, very well to the end, gave in Calgary all their worth and wound up losing like two to one or something like that, I would be happy with it. Mm -hmm. Obviously the reality is not that now, you know, the Preds need to play that well and win, um, because we're at the point of the season where every game for the Predators is going to be must win from here on out. Um, Mm -hmm. but I will say I, if the Predators play very, very well in this game, I will not be happy if they lose, but I will be encouraged if they come mm-hmm. out and perform very, very strong, especially within the first 20 minutes. That first period for the Predators tonight yes. is going to tell us a lot about what that team learned from the loss on Sunday. Yes, I would agree. This is going to be a very big game 
and we need the two points. The Predators have got to get points, and it would be huge. A win tonight against the Calgary Flames would be huge for the Nashville Predators, not just for the two points, but also as a, a huge reset from a disastrous game against the St. Louis Blues. So can't underestimate how big a win tonight and a strong performance by the Predators will be just to carry them through, you know, the remainder of this schedule, which is going to be brutal to be able to beat the Calgary Flames is going to be the boost that the Predators might need to get through Minnesota, Colorado, the Flames again, so and Tampa Bay. Yeah, so lots on this game, lots riding on this game. Um, lots of other conversation we want to get to about the Firehinds crowd that seems to have emerged from their hole. So we're going to talk about that briefly, and we're going to touch on our plus minus of the week that we didn't get to because we were rage podcasting yesterday. <laughs> but first, want to let you know, as one does... This episode's brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to have all of the parts that you need. Why go there and endure all these questions while somebody behind the counter orders parts off of their computer, choosing the only brand that they stock? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the exact same part from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto's prices are reliably low. This is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything that your car or truck could need. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today, and you will find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So, uh, article in The Athletic this past <laughs> week about uh, John Hines's future in Nashville uh, with, you know, all the talk about Philip Forsberg and his status. Um, it's mm -hmm. been brought up that John Hines is also technically a free agent at the end of this year. He doesn't have a contract. Um I don't really foresee a situation in which he is not offered back, but correct that has not stopped uh, the Twitterverse from kind of trying to sway David Poyle to uh, maybe maybe not bring John Hines back. Yeah, that makes me want to rage podcast some more. <laughs> Let's do it. We we Let's got about five minutes to wrap this up. All right. So there is just no, there is no valuable, true statistical realm under which firing John Hines makes any sense for this franchise. People are complaining about, well, he's reinstituted the line blender. He's running Saros into the ground. He's, you know, not going to get this team into the playoffs. But is Look, that John Hines fault? is. Thank you. It is yeah. not his fault. You know, um, the line blender, you have two of your players who have been high production 
kind of hitting slumps. What are you going to do at some point? And I feel like John Hines give, gave Forsberg and Duchesne lots of time to sort of ruminate where they were. And at some point, you have to make some hard decisions. As far as running Soros into the ground, we talked about this yesterday. What other choice do you have? There is no other viable choice. Once the trade deadline passed, it is very obvious how this is going to play out. This is not on John Hines. He's working with what he has. Not getting the team into the playoffs, not on John Hines necessarily. Um, and I get why some people feel like coaches should take some responsibility for that, but I feel like he has positioned this team as well as he can with the talent that, that is on this team. So the idea that John Hines is somehow the problem in Nashville is absolutely baffling to me. Absolutely baffling to me. I can't, I can't even find an argument that makes sense to me that somehow John Hines is the hitch in the giddy up for this team. Yeah. And I think this goes back to the debate that happened when John Hines was hired. Um, you know, people posted mm -hmm. it as new, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they posted it for his record in New Jersey, uh, which by the, by the way, the, the players for the New Jersey Devils sucked when John Hines was there. Um, Fact. You know, they, they posted, like, you know, they, they didn't want, you know, another recycled hockey man sort of situation. Uh, they wanted this candidate. They wanted that candidate. They wanted somebody shiny and new from the Swedish elite league or whatever. Um, there's a, so I think there is a lot of it rooted in that, that a lot of people never wanted John mm -hmm. Hines to begin with. Um, yes, I think he has brought this team back. I mean, you look at the coaching job that he's done. A lot of people predicted this team to be the second worst in the division this year, you know, worse than Chicago. Yes. Oh, you know, barely better than the Arizona Coyotes. Um, you know, and, and you look at what he's done and how close he has to the Predators on the precipice of the playoffs. This is like, and I know it's like people complain. It's like, well, what's the point of the Predators getting into the postseason if they're just going to get killed in the first round? We want a high draft pick. We want this. We need a lottery chance and blah, 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 blah. You know, the fact that you're able to take what a lot of people thought was kind of a B, C tier team and bring them into the conversation of the playoffs really tells you a lot about what how the mindset has changed from Laviolette to John yes. Hines. And if nothing else, that's something to build upon. Um, for the record, you know, there's some things you know, I, I would maybe get on Hines for not addressing the penalty situation a little bit more. Um, maybe that I don't blame him for the UC sorrow starting back to back thing, because as we no. mentioned yesterday, David Riddick is simply not getting it done this year, which, which sucks because we all like David Riddick. Um, then it's just like, you know, if the Predators falter down the stretch, you got to go back to the trade deadline and be like, okay, well, what did they do to make this team better? Did they invest right. in this team? Because all the teams the Preds have been playing and losing against have been getting better. Unless you're the Philadelphia Flyers and you sold off everybody. That's kind of a, a weird thing. Um, so, you know, I, 
certainly agree. I think there's some things you can kind of knock Hines for this season, but to the point where you're going to pin the entirety of them possibly missing the playoffs on John Hines, give me a break. Ridiculous. Give me a break. Ridiculous. Yeah. Look, yep. if, if, you want, if you want somebody to blame, look a little bit higher above John Hines to the GM's office. Yeah. Be mad at that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would agree with that. And look, John Hines, one of the hardest things to do is to improve the health of the locker room. And he came into a hot mess of a locker room. And I think we are really seeing the work that he has invested in the health of this locker room. And it it's a slow burn, but it's going to translate on the ice as this team, you know, kind of hones its lineup and, and its roster. So just stop with the fire Hines. Like, makes no sense not here for it not here no absolutely Um, real quick a a very abbreviated Mm -hmm. plus minus this week what you got in starts off with a plus all right always start off with a plus my plus is matt duchene i tweeted this the other day most marriages argue about sex or money (laughs) in my house we argue about the awesomeness of matt duchene and i am again Correct. Uh, Matt Duchesne, 39 goals. He took over the franchise record for power play goals against the Chicago team. I love what I am seeing from Matt Duchesne. I know that he has kind of gone through a dry spell, but this is somebody who is just getting better as a player, not just production wise, but in so many other ways. So fat plus to Matt Duchesne. I am going to give a plus to Nick Cousins. Uh, one of, and I can't believe I'm saying this, one of the bright spots <laughs> uh, against the St. Louis Blues from this past weekend. Had a goal, mm-hmm. had an assist. Uh, was elevated up to the second line to play next to Ryan Johansson. Um, and I thought he did very well. We you know we kind of saw it a little bit from Cousins last year. You know, he, I don't know, if the Predators ever needed a boost he was somebody who could kind of play up in the lineup a little bit. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he, I thought he played pretty well. I mean, it, it was tough to find positives out of that game. <laughs> um, but, but I did like, you know, cousins coming in, um, providing a spark, you know, providing a little bit of a two way play. Um, and, you mm-hmm. know, who knows? He, he may get more chances like that down the road. Yep. Okay. I'll give you that. Now let's tackle the minuses. Always just got to speak a little bit of truth. And the biggest, fattest minus for me was the loss of Jeremy Lazon. He left the Chicago game with a lower body injury. He's week to week. And this is somebody who, let's face it, we all were a little bit like, say what? When they traded for him, second round pick, and people thought this is ridiculous. Jeremy Lazon has come in here and you want to talk about a puzzle piece that has just snapped into place. And that has been him. He has been terrific in the short time that the predators have had him on the defensive line and to lose him, especially at this point is very uh, discouraging and frustrating, not just for the team, but because I really feel like we were just starting to see how important his fit defensively was going to be for the team. So Fat yep. minus and hope for the best to get him back um, soon as we can. 
Yeah, in a season full of of pleasant surprises for the Nashville Predators this year, the fact that yes. Lisa has been able to come in and actually play very, very well um, has mm -hmm. been a high note for the Preds. And they, they seem to yes. have a lot of stock in him. So uh, maybe we'll see him become kind of a more integral part uh, in seasons to come. Um, my minus goes to the Roman Yossi 100-point campaign. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit yesterday. He was on pace for 100, now only has one point in his last six games, which is a goal against Chicago. He's stuck at 88, which is still, you know, the best defensive season since Ray Bork in 1994, and he may pass that. Uh, but of course, he's he's well off the pace. He would need to score 12 points in the final six Predators games to reach that mark, uh, which challenge accepted. I, I guess. Hey, <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko just had 11 points in four games this past week, uh, so that is quite possible. Um, but it, it doesn't seem likely that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we always end on a plus because we are optimists if we are nothing else. And I want to end on the plus of Philip Forsberg's agent sitting down face to face with David Poyle. Let's talk. I will bring yeah. cookies. Let's get something done. So the fact that there is still conversation going and it would be fantastic to sort of nail down a contract with Philip Forsberg any day now, any day now would be great with me. So keep talking, guys. Let's get something done here and nail down Philip Forsberg, long-term Nashville Predator. I love, and I love the fact that it's not like wait and see. It's not well. Let's see how the playoffs go. It's now. Let's let's just talk no. now. Hey, yeah. Like yep, I like I said before, get you done. get you get the actual sense that Philip Forsberg wants to be back and be a member of the Nashville Predators, yes. and it's not just you know kind of half in and half out. Yes, we're, we're going to yep. say from this your thing. lips to the hockey gods ears, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to say this and he's going to sign with the New York Rangers or something in three months. So. <laughs> no, yeah, don't even put it um, out there. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow, of course, is going to be an interesting show. Predators versus Flames breakdown. Well, full recap of that. Um, yeah. Until then, and where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com as well. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what you thought of the show, uh, any of our takes, or if there's something you want us to discuss in a future episode that's going to do it for us today unlocked on predators thank you for making us your first listen of the day we'll be back tomorrow with preds flames recap